Hey everybody, welcome back to my point of view, episode 2. Wow, this is so exciting, I cannot believe we're in episode 2. Before I say anything else, let me show you. It's gonna be May. I know, I know, it's so stupid, but I the only thing I can think about when May starts is that meme. So yeah, happy May everybody. I cannot believe April is already over. That's so crazy, but whatever. Before I talk about what I want to talk about in today's episode, I want to say that May is Mental Health Month. Um, at least that's the initiative that start that was started by I Don't Mind on Instagram. They're at I Don't Mind. They're a mental health campaign founded by Chris Wood. You may know him. He's an actor from The Vampire Diaries, The Carrie Diaries, so many diaries, <laughs> and Supergirl. He's the actual he's Melissa Benoist's husband if you don't know yeah they're they're promoting it and then they're talking and about it and they have a lot of um activities and stuff planned about it i'm gonna talk more about mental health on i think it's gonna be episode five because the mental health awareness week hosted by the mental health foundation is from may the 18th to may the 24th and probably i'll post an episode all about mental health on May the 24th to kind of round up mental health awareness week but I wanted you all to know that May is mental health month so you have it in mind and you take care of your mind and talk about it if you have a problem reach out for help whatever you want I really recommend you check out this I don't mind Instagram or their page is I don't mind.com they're really 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 I'm gonna leave everything down below anyways but it's really good and they talk about what's important and especially in this time this quarantines coronavirus time so yes happy may happy mental health month so yeah so let's get started so i decided that every beginning of every episode i'm gonna start making like a week overview you know especially when i'm in quarantine so i can just look back on these episodes kind of remember what it was like to be in quarantine so yeah so that's what i'm gonna do this is a i'm gonna call it like week overviews and basically i mean the topic of any episode is gonna come out from whatever that week gave provide to me you know um i'm gonna try to make it like stuff that just came up to me so yeah so um, i'm in quarantine week seven when you're listening to this, it's actually the last day of quarantine week 7 and I'm going to be starting quarantine week 8. Which brings me really, really, really close to the two month on quarantine mark, which is just crazy. And it kind of makes, when I think about it, I'm kind of like, I get nervous because it's like, okay, so how long do we have until this is over? But we're not thinking about that today. So yeah, so I'm just going to talk about week 7 this past week and I'm just going to be very honest with you, it was not a good week, it was a very, very bad week for me, for various reasons. First, I wasn't very, I was very unproductive with schoolwork, you know, things that I could do in a day in back in March or last year, now I... Like, for example, I'm going to give you an example so you understand. I could read and highlight, I don't know, six six texts, four to six texts 
a day and now I to do that for four texts this year like this week I was like a week like five days and I couldn't even I, I did four I did four texts I think and I need to do two more to kind of round up what I need to do for that subject and I, I'm not gonna even gonna tell you whatever the other subjects are because I have no idea what <laughs> and, I, and I like the subject you know it's international relations it's what I'm studying but I just couldn't concentrate and it's not because I was lazy even it's just I, I read the text over and over again and I just couldn't understand it the text that I, I've already read in the past you know so yeah, so it was very frustrating to be so productive with school. I mean, I overslept and missed classes. I mean, it was not a good school week at all. On top of it, um, this week I released my podcast. As you know, I kind of made my episode public on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, Wednesday the 28th. Yeah, Wednesday. And I thought that I was just going to be happy about releasing it and that was it. And I was just so nervous and anxious and stressed because I care a lot about what people think and I don't know I was just afraid of what people were going to think about me making a podcast in English and you know all of the things all of the, all of the things that comes with making a podcast and putting yourself out there so yes I was very nervous and when I'm very nervous stressed and anxious I get really bad um stomach aches and really bad i feel nauseous all day and very tired so that's how i felt all week basically i just felt nauseous and sick and with stomach aches and tired and unproductive and i mean it was just like i woke up and usually these pains these stomach aches that i have they're really really strong i had them like in the middle of the night so it was like 4 a.m like a wednesday and i had to like and i had a class the other day at 7 a.m. so it was like so many things and I was just you know when you're just not not having it then came Friday and I mean I did my best to kind of finish the at the best of my ability the goals the school goals I have for the week I did my best and then you know Saturday I started planning my podcast and today that was my week I want to know what you, how your week was, your week seven or whatever week it was. I, I want to interact with my listeners somewhere. So my Instagram is going to be the place to do that. I'm going like, to kind of use my captions to ask questions. And if you're listening this, you can answer how your week was in my... I'm going to post a picture when I release this episode, so... When this episode goes live, you go to that post if you are listening right now and you tell me how your week was. First, you say in which week you are of quarantine, if you are in quarantine, and how was your week, good, bad, medium, whatever. Okay. So, again, while I was being very unproductive and just doing absolutely nothing and feeling really sick and nervous and anxious and stressed all week, I started scrolling through my Instagram, my personal Instagram, not like my my dashboard, dashboard, that's what I'm saying, I think that's what Tumblr called it, but I don't know, but I started looking through my profile specifically, and just kind of went, you know, scroll down, and I found some pictures of myself from 2014, 
and I don't know I got some weird feelings I usually do this so I try not to scroll through my Instagram I kind of try to ignore those pictures from 2015, 2016, 2014, 2013 but um, yeah I stumbled through a picture of me on my Instagram from 2014 where I was gonna copy in one of Kylie Jenner's pictures uh, that was one of my hobbies back then I copied some of her poses and kind of copied some of her captions to kind of try to make myself feel cooler or look cooler um, yeah me somewhat like Kylie Jenner if you were a follower of Kylie Jenner back then you know that she was all the rage everything I mean she was on her prime moment I still like Kylie with short hair and kind of blonde ends blonde ends so yeah so uh my hobby was copying Kylie Jenner's pictures and stuff with my friends so yeah so I found this picture of me you know and uh, these other pictures and I just started comparing myself to my old self I know it sounds weird but I know that a lot of people do this like you look a picture of yourself from five years ago six years ago you look at that picture and you're like wow I was thinner and I was you know I had less responsibilities because I was still in high school and I have friends that lived near me so I could hang out with my friends more often maybe my skin was better and or at least my skin looked better in the pictures and you know you start comparing your now self to that old self and I had to stop myself you know from that thought you can compare yourself to yourself you know I don't know it's like I was I was 16 you know I can compare my 16 year old self to my 21 year old self it's just not healthy and not okay so yeah so I had to stop myself from that thought and I, I had to like realize that that moment that 2014 16 year old 15 year old self I was one I was at one of my lowest lows. You know, I I wasn't happy. I looked happy and I I looked happy on my Instagram and everything looked perfect there, but you know as I'm always saying, Instagram is like a highlight reel. It's not something it's not you, you don't post a picture of yourself crying on Instagram. You don't post, you know, when you're not having a good day or just feeling really bad or whatever. So I, I didn't take that into account when I was thinking all of this, which is so stupid because I kind of praise that let's start being real on Instagram shit or whatever, and I wasn't doing it. I was just completely buying what I sold to my followers, and I knew how I was feeling behind all of those pictures and those pictures of, of uh, this perfect feed that I had planned out and these pictures of myself and pictures with my friends. I mean, I had, even though I was at my thinnest, I think I've been ever. Yes, yes, I think yes. And uh, I had no self-esteem. I felt so big when I looked at myself in the mirror. I hated, I felt so fat and big. And then my friends that lived very near weren't really friends they end up being really fake friends and really mean to me and just not good i've hated my face and my i, I still have very like bad acne and 
everything every single pimple that kind of popped out really hurt and i hit in my face and i really couldn't i couldn't go anywhere without makeup i i used to wear two foundations to school back then and eyeliner now i go with like a bit of concealer and rim and mascara and i'm out the door well more or less but at that time i used to wear two foundations and eyeliner at 7 a.m in the morning oh my god i just you know and my anxiety and my stress were at the highest of my highest and my mom had to pick me up from school almost every week because i felt like these stomach aches and these pains that i get when i'm really stressed and really anxious so you know i was like why am i comparing myself to this girl that i see if i know how she was feeling when she posted all of this if i know how i felt back then you know i know that i'm not having the best week right now and i'm not you know on a high or you know just enjoying life or whatever i'm really pissed and things are not really working out and i'm feeling really sick and bad and whatever but i cannot compare myself to something that i see on my own instagram it's just crazy so this thought that i had and all of this that i kind of had to stop myself and realize that you know things weren't as it seems you know things weren't as it seems on instagram i i remember that at that time was one of my highs on reading i don't know if that's how you say it but that was the time that i read the most that 2014 i mean the end of 2013 all 2014 and the beginning of 2015 i mean you can kind of categorize it like that i think or i read the most books i bought books and i found my favorite books at that time because i used to escape you know i you know they they were my company i i felt very alone and lonely on my thoughts and i thought that you know more when you are and i think it was also my age you know being 15 16 17 not 17 but 15 16 I really felt alone and when you feel really stressed and anxious and really, really sad, you feel like you're the only one because no one really shares or talks about feeling stressed or anxious or whatever at that age. And even if you do, you don't show it to your friends. At least I didn't and my friend group at the time didn't. So, yeah, I mean, we kind of kept it. I, I really didn't talk about my problems or my struggles or what what was going through my mind with anyone or even my parents so i had to kind of live with all of that fun on on myself and kind of you know live with it and move on and try to just you know i i try to ignore it and not acknowledge it and then you know well there was a happy ending because i'm here and i'm better and i'm gonna talk about now my now self at the end of this episode but as i said i used to use books as an escape as a, um, an escape from reality you know i just i stopped doing homework or whatever and i read those these books and i felt not only an escape to reality but someone who understood me someone who was feeling something similar or the same or whatever close the closest thing to talking about feelings and feeling sad and stressed and whatever on these books and yeah i remember these books and i have them all on my room because they became my favorite books over time and i love them i have my first hard book 
hardcover books here with me. I mean, you can hear the sound. Excuse me. They are just the best, you know. So yeah, so I was as I was saying, I think this thought and this realizing that all of these books uh, became my favorite and were my companion during that time is a great segue to kind of talk about them and talk about my favorite books with like kind of using a different meaning and kind of giving them a bit more meaning and a bit more context to why I love them so much baby so I'm just gonna give you a quick overview of each and every one of those I have one two three four five I have seven books here and two honorable mentions. I mean, I'm going to talk very briefly about them. They are books that are very popular. Most of you know these books. Um, they're talked about everywhere. They're not special books or like really hard to find books. They are just books that were really popular at that time. And then they became, I mean, uh, 2014 was the high on these books understand them or to even like them you can just you know be feeling lonely or sad or just needing a companion and maybe these books will be i ask you not to judge you know the books because i know when i say i don't know the 14 hour stars by john green there's a lot of stigma around that book and you know a lot of people have talked shit about them a lot of people have talked a lot about them and i just you know, I just read them when they weren't that popular and I loved them for a reason and I'm going to tell you now. But just don't judge, you know, they're my favorite books. You may have other favorite books and that's okay. But, you know, switch their own. So, my very first book, my favorite book in the whole in, in this whole entire world, I, I will never... This is the only book I ever reread, you know, I don't reread books ever, that's not my thing. It is the only book I read five times. Is this book that is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chubowski, Chubowski, I don't know how you say his name, but you know, you know this, if you know me, you know I love this book, I talk about this book. Not every day, but I talk about this book. If you know me, you know I've talked about this book at least once where I mentioned it somewhere. I loved it. I don't love the cover or whatever because it, it's not the movie, the movie cover book. is the normal original book that I have. And it's about this, if you never heard about this book, it's about this boy, 15, 16-year-old boy named Charlie who is feeling really lonely and is starting on is starting is, is about to start uh, his very first day of high school all alone with no friends and he's feeling very sad and lonely and he writes to this dear friend that he heard that other people you know talked to and wrote to and understand that this friend this person understood what they were going through and they didn't judge and he didn't judge and he just well he this person, we don't know if it's a she, he or she, but he understood and whatever. So he tells them that he's going to write to him so he doesn't feel lonely and that he's going to give, you know, different names to people and so he doesn't figure out who he is. So the whole book is on the, it's just the letters that Charlie writes to his friend, so his dear friend, blah, 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 and ends with love, Charlie, you know, and they have the date. This book is from 1992 to 1991. I mean, it wasn't released on the date, but 
is the context, the time context, 1991, 1992. So yes, yeah, so that's the book. It's my favorite book in the whole wide world. I love this, and I'm gonna read you my favorite quote, my favorite quote, sorry, from this book. And oh wait, before reading the quote, I want to tell you that the movie was directed by the author of this book. So the movie is a really great adaptation. It I truly recommend. It's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. You have Lana Lerman as Charlie. You have Emma Watson as Sam and Ezra Miller as Patrick. I mean, you have Paul Rudd, Nina Dobrev, and I think Lauren Graham. Lauren Graham. That's what. Laura Lagimone name it's I don't know how her actress name is like real life name but she's in the movie and I mean it's just it's, it's a great movie it's a great cast it's just so nicely done and portrayed basically because you know the the author was the director and he kind of overviewed and made basically the movie so yeah I truly if you don't feel like reading the book I truly recommend the movie the only critique I will make to the movie that's why I will give the movie a 9 out of 10 a 10 out of 10 is that you have made the letters more visible during the movie I think in the movie Charlie writes like three letters and the whole book is letters so yeah uh, of him just talking and explaining everything and just telling you know telling the public how he feels okay so here's my favorite quote from this book so it says so I guess we are who we are for a lot of reasons, and maybe we'll never know most of them. But even if we don't have the power to choose where we're from, we can still choose where we go from there. And we can still do things, and we can try to feel okay about them. I think that you kind of get the gist of why I like this book from that quote. You know, it gives just so much power to, you know, just changing, and that you're, you're able to change where you're going for, where you're going we're going to in the future and that's why i love this book with my whole heart i totally recommend you to read it i i, I really and if you read it in english it's gonna be way better i don't know why but in spanish it's just not as good and if you don't feel like reading the book because maybe you don't feel like reading a 200 page book just watch a movie you know it's just such a beautiful movie now moving to my sacred favorite book which i read way later i read this i bought this book in 2018 in when i in my second trip to new york um it was the time i think it was i, I bought this when i'm in my uh, second trip to new york in 2018 and i read it in a week and i cried when i read it because even though i wasn't in my lowest low at the time I I was changing careers. I mean, there's a whole story about that, but I was changing careers and kind of without a friend group, and I was really just scared about the future. And again, on a high on anxiety, on a on a high of anxiety and stress, and just just overall stress and yes, nervousness, nervous, whatever. So yes, so Turtles All the Way Down by John Green is my second favorite book. In the world, I think it just touches a string in my heart because this book talks about, or at least the troubles or the mental issues, to put it in a, in a way, and I don't know if they're mental issues, but the things that this character deals with in like mentally and internally and personally is what John Green deals with. He told this in a YouTube video, I think, or on Instagram. I don't know where I saw it, but... I remember he told this 
or he said this um, once, and that just totally changed everything for me, you know, to know that he goes through these things, and that's why he wrote this book, it just, it was everything, it, it changed the way I approached this book, you know. So basically it's about, again, a 16-year-old girl named Aza, Asa, I call her Aza, because it sounds cooler. Uh, there's a billionaire in her town that goes missing and there's a hundred thousand dollar reward and she and her friend starting start to pursue this you know the mystery of this fugitive billionaire and you know they 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 try to solve this mystery and she gets in contact or she kind of starts talking and you know seeing and meeting this the brother of this millionaire that's called davis and at the end of like the, the description, this says, Asa is trying. She's trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spirals of her own thoughts. You can know that besides the silly story about the billionaire missing and whatever, you have um, her, she's going through shit, basically, on her mind. There's no like movie adaptation or anything about this book and you just, you know, you will have to read it. I love this book. This is uh, my fifth hardcover book that I have. I love hardcover covers and the silver foil lettering on the side. I just, oh, I love them and I love the paper cover that it has. It's just so high quality. Oh, I love the aesthetic of her hardcover books that just give me life but now i'm gonna read you some of my favorite quote so here she talks about davis i'm not gonna give you any spoilers but you know there's kind of a ongoing ongoing love story between here and this davis guy i'm not gonna say what happens or how or when you're gonna have to read it to know that but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna read to you this quote that's very very beautiful and i know that a lot of people can relate to this and even if you haven't ever thought about this just stop this podcast for a second and think think of what person comes to mind when you listen to this quote okay so here it goes i would have told her that davis and i never talked much or even looked at each other but it didn't matter because we were looking at the same sky together which is maybe more intimate than eye contact anyway anybody can look at you it's quite rare to find someone who sees the same world that you see wow that was that was just wow i love that i love that quote so much but if you want to go to the more um stress anxious route on the quotes you have um this quote that is very very sad but it's still very meaningful at least for me in quarantine it kind of hit a little bit differently than back then when i was in on a plane you know so it says the worst part of being truly alone is you think about all the times you wished that everyone would just leave you be. Then they do, and you're left being, and you turn out to be terrible company. It's really sad, but it's really true sometimes, you know? So, yeah, so that's Turtles All the Way Down. I truly and 100% recommend you that book. It's my second favorite book in the whole wide world. And then I'm going to talk about my third favorite book and then after this i don't really have like a 
I kind of like a podium to put it in a way, but I have my three favorites and I have them in order. The other ones I just, I really like, but these are like my three top favorite books. I posted them on my Instagram on International Book Day, which was a week ago, a couple of weeks ago. I really don't remember, but if you want to check out some of my favorite quotes, some pictures, you just go to my Instagram at Camila Bola. A shameless plug and you just see some of my favorite quotes and like a really aesthetic nice picture of my books on my bed it looks really nice sorry not sorry but yeah looking for alaska basically is about uh, a boy again a 16 17 year old boy who miles halter who their friends call pudge who moves to who has this who has an obsession with last people's world which is so interesting the fact that he knows so many last people words and he just is craving this great perhaps you know this 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 great future and just making a change and just feeling like you mean something in the world which is so relatable and he goes to Culver Creek boarding school and there he meets this group of friends and you have Alaska Young which is a girl who he of course falls in love with or kind of like has a really big crush on and you know the story is like that it's divided in before and after I'm not gonna tell you before or after what but if you just think about it for two seconds you may may I mean if you read the very first pages of the book you will know what that event that happens that device the book is it's not that hard to realize but yeah you know looking for alaska is a great book i i don't like that they made the cover i think the newer covers are made with daisies and really happy covers i really like mine that is black with kind of like a smoke from a cigarette it just kind of gives the vibe that the book has it is a very you know not dark book i mean it's kind of light-headed the very first part the, s- the second part is a bit more heavy but uh it's it's a great book to read uh this just makes this book leaves you with so many metaphors and so many thoughts so many things to process um there's hulu released an eight episode series it's i mean i will give it a eight seven and a half out of ten because they missed and this is the, i mean the series is done perfectly but they missed two parts i'm not gonna tell you what there's something that goes on between miles and alaska that they exaggerated a lot i'm not really gonna tell you what but they just exaggerate it and i don't i really didn't like or i didn't really see the point on exaggerating that scene and then there's a part at the end Something that goes on with Takumi, that's what I'm going to say, that they just totally missed and totally ignored and they didn't put it in the series and it's just so essential to the ending, you know, and I just, I don't know why they didn't put that, there's no logical reason for them to just skip that part, it's so essential to the story and it's just, mm, it angers me so much because the series was so perfectly done i loved it but when i get to the last episode i was like what the hell you know you can't miss this but whatever still it's a really good series if you don't want to read the book to watch also there there's like a letter or an essay in the last four pages of the book that they didn't like read in the oh my god the dishwasher okay that last 
four-page essay that they didn't put in the series, which I think is so essential to the book, and that's what makes the book what it is for me, at least. It's a religion class, so they have to say, they have to write an essay about what other religions or how religions as a whole see afterlife and kind of make a personal paragraph about what they think, you know, or what's their opinion on the afterlife. So if you really like that subject, I really, 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 really recommend you reading that last four pages, even if you don't want to read the book. But still, it's a really great book. I have a lot of quotes to read you. But I decided not to read a quote from Looking for Alaska because I just searched. And I have so many quotes that I like, like the one that he says, if people were rain, I was risen and she was a hurricane, which is such a beautiful quote. I remember, like, you know, I have it in my memory in grade. Um, And there's a book about the labyrinth and all that stuff, but I just think that would be giving away too many spoilers if I talked about it, but I'm just going to tell you to read the book because it's just so worth it. So Such a beautiful book. It's just so nicely written and... I don't know, I love this book and I love, and even if you don't want to read the whole book, watch the series and then read the last four pages of the book. If you don't have it, you can just totally ask me, I will take a picture for you because you have to read the last four pages of the book and just enjoy it and just think. I mean, it makes you think and I love that books make you think, you know? Okay, so then I'm gonna, I have one book and then I will, I talked about two other books and an honorable mention. I'm not going to read quotes about this book, but I'm just going to tell you to read them and where to focus, or if you have already read them, to kind of, you know, know what are my favorite parts and what makes this book something I enjoyed. These are not my favorite, like the other ones I talked about, but they're really nice books, so yeah. So, The Fault in Our Stars it was my, fav- my first book from John Green, and I really liked it. I read it back in 2013 when no one really knew what the hell that was. The movie wasn't even confirmed when I read it. And yeah, I loved it. I loved it, and yeah, it's cheesy and corny and how they talk to each other about life and oblivion and just dying without leaving anything in this world, but... I you know what, when you're 16, or at least when I was 16, it was the very first time where I thought about that, you know, leaving a mark in the world when you die eventually. And that was something that really worried me at the time. So the fact that they not treated that, but they touched on that a lot, kind of made me feel understood. And also, I mean, I think that something that the movie missed a lot was Isaac's and Augusta's friendship on The Fault in Our Stars. It's so beautiful and... There are so many parts where you can just totally see that that Isaac and Augusta's friendship is just the best friendship, something that people should talk about more. And then we have Paper Towns, which Paper Towns, I liked it. I don't have really any specific quote to read. I think the quote that I really liked was when uh, Quentin was cleaning his stuff from his locker and he has a really hard time living and just really melancholic and nostalgic about all the memories from high school that he was like living is so hard until you do it and then it's so fucking easy or something like that and it's so true but yeah i really liked beautiful paper towns it was a beautiful book i totally recommend you read it but if you don't feel like reading again the movie there was a movie made about paper towns with 
one of my favorite actors ever as Quentin, which is Nat Wolf, and he he plays the part of Quentin, and he does it beautifully and perfectly. And yeah, I mean, if you don't want to read the book, I totally recommend you check out the movie because it's such a like a feel good movie, you know, it just totally leaves you with a warm, fuzzy feeling, and you laugh. I remember crying because I couldn't believe that they portrayed a book so nicely on a movie. But you are not gonna cry. I am that kind of person, so I cry when I <laughs> see my books portrayed so nicely on a movie. But um, it's just such a nice feel-good movie. Then on another book I really liked was Thirteen Reasons Why. It's another paper, paperback, paperback. No, it's another hardcover book. The paper that kind of wraps around it is the actual map that you see in the series or that she talks about in the book he talks about it. i mean yeah he talks about it i love this book it's a really intense book to read and the series the first season portrayed the book really nicely this is the only book there is they continued the series without any books they just wrote stories based on how the book ended which was the worst mistake they could ever make i hate the fact that they did that it angers me in so many ways I cannot even express. But still, it's a really nice book. And I should think that you should just ignore the series. Or at least watch the first season and read the book. Or read the book and then watch for the first season and just stop there. Because, you know, it's not even worth it. But I'm gonna, I want to read a quote so you can understand the book. You don't know what went on. In the rest of my life, at home, even at school, you don't know what goes in anyone's life but your own. And when you mess with one part of a person's lives, you're not messing with just that part. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you cannot be that precise and selective. When you mess with one part of a person's life, you're messing with their entire life. Yeah, you can see there the heaviness that this book has, you know? Because, of course, it's just the tapes of a girl that killed herself, but... Still, you know, I mean, that quote just tells you basically everything you need to know about the book. And it's a really beautiful book. And it's really nice. And, you know, I just cannot believe what they did with the series. But with the series. But still, I really liked that book and I really enjoyed it. Then, almost, we're almost getting to the end of the, my favorite books. I have two honorable mentions. These honorable mentions are feel-good books. They're really, really beautiful books. Books that make you laugh books that make you smile, books that are just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful books. I'm not going to talk a lot about them, but, you know, I'm just going to mention them. So, yes, yeah, so those two books are, one is The Carrie Diaries, I think is beautiful. I never read Sex and the City book, book series, but I read The Carrie Diaries one, and it's beautiful. Also, the TV show is really good, even though they cancel it. Um, it's really good, but the book is beautiful, and it's just, I have it hardcover, and it's beautiful, and just everything, I mean, and it talks about, and I'm always, I'm this kind of girl that always kind of, I'm that kind of girl that reads the last page of the book, I bought a new book, and I just turn to the last page and read the last few lines, and the last few lines say something about, um, is this Samantha Jones? So it's just, like, really nice, because it just opens the door to Sex and the City. So I love that book, and then another book is... Dash and Lily's Book of Theirs, which is a book about um, two kids who go to this library and they one of them finds this red notebook that has theirs and they kind of exchange the notebook. They never met each other, ne they never meet each other, they never exchange it like, 
you know, come on, here is the book with the dares. They just leave it in places for the other to find out. And it's just so entertaining to read. And I just love it. And I also have it hardcover and I love it. But it's just an honorable mention to that book because it's just so nice. And so I just never really thought that I was going to like it. Just bought it because I like the name really. And it was one of my favorites. I, I loved it. Yes. So I just, Dash and Lily's book of theirs is one just a great book to read it and it's not very famous and it's not very known but i love it so the last book i'm gonna talk about now it's called it's kind of a funny story by ned vincini before reading this book i watched the movie and i completely fell in love with everything i just felt so how do i say it i felt so 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 connected with this with Greg's character. It happened the same that happened to me when I read uh, the Proximity of Flower and uh, with Charlie. You know the feelings that this guy has of loneliness, of, of feeling bad and feeling sad, but not feeling as sad as someone somewhere else where they don't have food or whatever. And you feel guilty that you feel sad because you know people have it worse, but you cannot help not you cannot just shake off that that sadness and uh, that was basically how i felt it at the time that i watched this movie so then i've always wanted the book and yeah i'm I'm gonna tell you how i got the book later so to kind of close the podcast but um yes i watched the movie like five times in a month i remember they were i didn't have netflix so i just really had to just watch it when it came on tv and i remember that i just programmed every time that it comes on tv so i can just watch it every time anyway, now it's on netflix if you want to watch it I, at least netflix argentina has it it's just a beautiful movie and i love that the ending is exactly the same as the book ending you know they, they kind of just truly just read the last i think it's five four lines which is just perfect i love it when they do that but yeah, it's just a book about a kid who's just really nervous and really anxious all the time. And he feels like he can't take it anymore. And he feels lonely. He has a group of friends, but he still, feel lo- he still feels lonely. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell you more because I'm going to just spoil you anything. And I just don't want to, but I can read you a quote. But yeah, one of my favorite books is... I work and I think about work and I and I freak out about work and I think about how much I think about work and I freak out about how much I think about how much I think about work <laughs> and I think about how freaked out I get about how much I think about how much I think about work. Does that count as a hobby? Yeah, basically that, that's me on a nutshell. That's me on a quote. Uh, so you can see why I like this book. So now to kind of round to kind of round up and come to the conclusion about why I left this. It's kind of one story book for us because it's basically my fourth favorite book. If it has to be on a podium or in, in an order, it would be right after Looking for Alaska. But I put it at the end because, um, as I told you, I watched the movie and then I read the book. But I really didn't uh, find the book till my friends from college gifted to me for my 20th birthday back in 2018. I remember I was so I was about to um, go for a final, for one of it wasn't my last final of that you know month, but it was one of the last, and it um, it was on the day of my birthday, which was so not good. 
but I remember just arriving there. They gave me they gave me this bag with a book. It's kind of a funny story, but Ned Vincini, and I just couldn't believe it. I don't know where they read it or where they heard me talked about this book that I really wanted to read, and they bought it for me. They I remember that one of them told me that they went to I don't know which shopping mall that had the very last one or something, and I just think about the story and I get goosebumps because. You know, it kind of comes, it's kind of come full circle, you know, like, to kind of have a movie that I felt so identified by and I felt, you know, just as this kid that feels really alone and just have friends gifted me this book that I wanted for so long. And when they gifted to me and then I, when I opened it, I, I felt so loved for like the very one of the very first times in my life i really if i think about it i can think about all the times that i felt love but at least not by a friend group and it was the very first time i ever really loved by a friend group and just felt like i belonged and then i have found really great true friends that will last and yeah so to to kind of you know come for circle with the very first thought that I had when I started comparing myself to myself back in 2014 you know I'm so much better now and here comes the quote the quote that I post uh, that I posted today on, on my podcast Instagram that says slow progress is still progress that is true I mean I, I, I know that from back then to now I made progress slow progress I mean I have a long way to go of course as anyone you know but i still make progress you know and i found uh, i mean i i feel better about myself even though i'm heavier and i mean i have bigger arms and bigger legs i feel much more confident in my skin i like my i can be without makeup you know and have no problem i can i i cut my hair and dyed it blonde and I love it, and I, I have never done that back then. And um, I, I, I have weeks when I felt, you know, when I have stomach aches and I feel nauseous, like this past week. But still, you know, I if I tell one of my friends, they just, you know, they talk with me and they want to know what's going on and, or how I'm doing or whatever. And whatever problem I have, I know I can tell them and I know I can reach out to them and they're going to be there on the other side and I think that that's the biggest progress I made is that in 2018 I found my friend group and that group that I felt like I belonged found the the best friend group I could have ever wanted and they made me feel less alone and they made me feel less lonely even if you know in summertime or on the weekends we don't see each other that much because as I did with my old friends, because we live further away, I know they're always there and they're always there to support me, especially how they did, you know, with this podcast. They supported me and, and uh, again, going back to this book, you know, knowing that I have people that have my back all the time and they're there for me and reach out when I need something and not only that, also that I just feel so much more confident on my skin and just makes me realize how much progress I made and how far I've come and no matter what I see on my old Instagram or whatever I know I don't feel like that anymore I know I have a long way to go I'm a work in progress of course but if I had a chance I would never go back to 2014 me because it would mean that I 
I, I wouldn't have the friend group that I have today and truly I wouldn't trade them for anything. I wouldn't change them for anything because they are my everything and I love them. So yeah, this became like a love letter to my friends. But you know, this this book that they gave me at that time and the support that they gave me since then, it's just, to me, it's just, it means everything and it means the world. So yeah, so that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Uh, before finishing this up, I want to say something real quick. Um, I want to thank everyone who left, um, who listened to the first episode. Firstly, to I want to thank everyone who firstly just sat and listened to my first episode. It just means the world. But also to anyone who told me, who shared the post on their Instagrams, who sent me messages saying that they liked it and this really long feedback that I didn't ask for, but I still loved. I love when people give me feedback like that. Um, all the friends that supported me, all the people that say that they're going to love it and they're going to keep on listening and they're very interested in to see what I have to say next. I want to thank you all. Um, it means the world to me because this is something, as I said in the last episode, that I had in my mind for such a long time. So people, so the fact that people are actually enjoying it, it's just, it's the best. It's something that I could have never imagined and I just want to thank everyone who just said and done so many nice things to support me on this project i love you all so yeah so that brings us to the end of today's episode now yes that is the true end thank you thank you thank you so much for listening thank you if you are still here and listening to me if you read one of these books let me know i'm gonna i'm gonna write a caption on instagram so i can ask you about book recommendations and what are your favorite books because i also want to know your favorite quote or something like that so yeah thank you so much for listening and i talk to you next week bye